Alrighty, what is going on? Alex Linsky here as always for the Get More Clients show. Thank you so much for joining us today. As usual, join with my co-host Brian Downard. Brian, how you doing? Living the dream. I feel like we say it every single time, so we got to come up with something better than no, living the not. dream. The people, we'll the people need consistency. The people we'll need take living the dream. I mean, I think everyone wants to live the dream, so we'll take it. Everyone wants to live yeah, hey, I mean, that I, is I, I, can't, I don't know how it's not living the dream. I love it. Thank you guys, as always, for being here with us. Uh, we always appreciate it. If you are watching live in our Facebook group in the Seven Figure Culture, thank you. If you're watching on our YouTube channel, we appreciate that as well. You can always find our clips on our personal profiles and on YouTube as well. And you can find our show on your favorite podcast apps. This is our 15th episode. We've done 14 incredible episodes that you can go check out. Please give us a like or a rating or a review or do anything that engages with it that helps us out. We always appreciate it. And if you have any ideas for the shows or things you want us to cover, always feel free to let us know. So what are we covering today? One of the single most important questions for any business owner, how to price and sell your services more effectively. Now, for clarity, we've done an entire Get More Client show on just our sales processes and systems. And we briefly on that episode touched on pricing, but because it's such an in-depth thing, we needed to make sure we had in a single episode just focused solely on pricing. And this is gonna be one of those really short and to the point episodes. It's gonna be super effective for your time to listen to so that you can get the insight you need and go execute it immediately. That's our goal when you listen to the Get More Client Show. Listen to it, enjoy it, smile, hope you laugh, but most importantly, go ahead and be able to implement it right away. Brian, why do people need to know about how to price their services? And then frankly, how the hell do you price your services, man? I don't get it. How do we do it? I do get it, but I'm just leading <laughs> you to answer the question. Oh, I got it. And I, I love this topic because I remember myself as an agency owner when I first started just sort of making up prices that sounded good. I would sort of guess what they could afford. And then if it sounded like good enough for what I thought that I was doing, I would say, sure. oh, just, all right. And then that it works. Would, it would reinforce bad habits because people would just say yes. And I was like, well, that worked. I might as well do it again. But I didn't actually know how to run a real business, how to make sure I had profit margins, how to make sure I had enough money to uh, actually s create a, um, a positive experience to give my clients exactly what they want. So let's talk about the number one most important thing that you need to consider when it comes to how you actually price your services, and that is pricing based on value. You need to, and you might not have this when you're just starting out, but you learn it through conversations, but a solid understanding of what type of result you can achieve for a client. Now, we're not gonna get too deep into offers here. This is sort of tied into offers, but the idea is um, you want your price, and when you work with a client, let me, let me actually backtrack this a little bit. I wanna, I wanna simplify this. The idea of pricing based on value, the more value you can bring to a client, the more you can charge. So the first thing I want you to do is consider who you're actually working with. And if they're in a niche where their customer lifetime value is extreme, not extremely low, but say like selling pizza slices or just pizzas in general, like how many pizzas do you have to sell just to get to a thousand dollars to like break even if that's what you're charging per month. That's a lot of pizzas versus if you're working with a realtor and they sell a home, they make thousands and thousands of dollars. You don't need to have them create a lot of business or get a lot of clients in order for them to get a positive ROI. So that's the first thing you want to look at and 
That is, what is the value I'm bringing to a client? So again, that comes through actually executing your service, having conversations with clients, and to tie this back into an offer a little bit, there's two different things we want you to have or potentially have with an offer. There would be an ascension promise and then a guarantee. Now, a lot of times a guarantee is scary, not, not talking money back guarantee, I'm not gonna get into the nitty gritty of this, but the idea being, as you get more confident in what your service can produce, you can now start to guarantee certain results like booked appointments, leads, etc. But in the beginning, you very well may just want to have an ascension promise of this is the goal of the campaign, where we want to take you. And not that you're going to guarantee anything, but that's where you would want them to be. So here's how we kind of arrive at an estimated value for a client. Again, do this with them. Don't do it in a vacuum. Based on your ascension promise or your guarantee, let's keep it really simple because I'm bad at math. Let's say you're promising 10 booked appointments and you're um, going to guarantee that, right? And you're working with a realtor, for example. Let's just keep it simple. Let's say based on the conversations you have with that realtor, they can close about 30% of the people you bring them. So three in 10. Let's underestimate. Let's say they only can close two out of 10. Okay, so what is the average commission for that realtor for a home in their area? Could be in the neighborhood of three, maybe $5,000, maybe more, depending on the neighborhood again. So coming to that decision of, okay, two homes, two closes at roughly this um, price point of what you'll get is the potential ROI and value for you. So a lot of you are gonna be running a lead gen agency done for you services, getting people more money, but value can be arbitrary. It could be time saved. It could be efficiency gained. It could be peace of mind at night. So it's not only the money and leads you can earn them, but a lot of times I know who I'm speaking to, the audience, that's what it's going to be for you. So make sure you are coming to these calls as an expert and having these estimates in place already so you can confidently position your offer as a no-brainer versus the ROI you can give to a client. So let's talk about now how that actually impacts your ability to price your offer. So the minimum we want to have in terms of an ROI for our clients this isn't written in stone, but this is just good, just general business practice. Again, you want your clients to retain, want them to be happy. You want there to be at least a three to one return. So again, simple math, you charge $1,000 a month. Ideally, they're going to be profiting about $3,000 per month from that. Remember, it's not always going to happen in the first month. So set their expectation appropriately. It might not be that they reach that ROI until month three. Maybe the first month, the uh, idea is just to break even or almost break even. By month two, be a little profitable. Then by month three, they're hitting that nice, consistent 3K per month and you're only charging 1K per month. Again, that's a minimum though. So we'd ideally wanna be in the neighborhood of a five to one return. You charge 1,000, they make 5,000. Makes your offer a bit of a, more of a no brainer and gives them more margin to spend that money on other areas in their business you might not realize are there. Cause it's not just making an ROI on your service, they need that money to actually invest in other areas of their business. So have that room for air. And again, back to this thought of charging based on value. If you can make your clients hundreds of thousands of dollars, you should be able to charge appropriately for that. So if you can bring them that much value, make sure that is reflected in your prices. So two more quick things I wanna say on this and I'm gonna kick it back over to Alex. Thank you for bearing with me. I'm very passionate about this if you couldn't tell. So I've got a lot to say about how you price this. But if you are playing this game of um, a Battle to the bottom of the barrel. That's a hard, that's a tongue twister. That was, that was a little difficult to say. You, I did it you crushed it. I did it in one try, but if you are battling to the bottom of the barrel, you are handicapping your clients and your ability to provide them with value because if you just want to be the cheapest 
you aren't able to provide them a higher level of service, let's give you a good example. One of the best ways to get people's leads on the phone is to have an appointment setter or a caller on their behalf. And if you're only charging $1,000 or $1,500 per month, which includes ad spend, and you're going through most of that and you have an ad manager, maybe pay a couple hundred bucks a month, there's not much left over there. Um, and you're not able to actually get their leads on the phone and they're gonna say these are bad leads, they're not converting. Versus if you charge $2,500, had the margin to bring on a caller now who actually gets their leads on the phone, who actually converts them, now your service is worth far more because the leads are actually converting. You're providing a higher level of service to your clients. Again, it needs to be based on value, but that's why you wanna be in an industry that has the margin for you to charge enough to provide a stellar service because people are desperate for a marketing agency they can trust. There's so many people out there just trying to take advantage who have no idea what they're doing. So if you can really do that and provide a higher level of service and get the desired result because you have the margin to do so, you owe it to your clients to do that. Now, the last thing I'll say here, and this is something that took me a long time to learn, our CFO, Adam Rundle, um, in terms of how we be set um, margins and make sure that they are profitable with a done-for-you service agency, we're ideally aiming for 60% um, profit margin. So that's tough, I realized in the beginning. You might have to bring things in-house later to achieve that, and in the beginning, outsource. It might be closer to 50% uh, maybe 40% profit margins if you're using white labelers in the beginning. But what that means is, um, if you're, let's just use the 50% number as an easy one. If you are um, charging a client $1,000, you should only allocate $500 of that to fulfillment. That means for the ad spend, for your team, for all of the pieces, because you want to profit at least 50% from that. So there, in the middle, there's a sweet spot you'll arrive at between what you know it costs you to deliver the service, what is the ad spend required? What is the ISA cost? What does the ad manager cost um, to achieve 10 booked appointments, just as an example? And then that number, um, double that, is that within now the three to one or five to one return within my industry? Now you're arriving at a sweet spot for how you actually price your services and you're thinking like a real business owner, not just pulling numbers out of your ass and hoping that it sticks. And again, so important because if you know what the exact system is to you need to fulfill for a client and the price, it's repeatable. You're not just making up prices and having different money to play with for each client and making it up each time. So can't stress the importance of this enough. I'm gonna shut up now and kick it over to my man, Alex, um, who is going to break down a couple of the ways that you can price your services. So Alex, tell us now that they know in general how they should be thinking about how to price it, what are the different ways they can actually price it? Yeah, absolutely. And lots of value there. When you're sharing it, it makes me think of that, uh, the um, video that we made. And I've shared this a couple times on the episode, but in case you haven't heard me share it, um, Brian and I made this video called Bad Sales Advice. And it was just kind of like a satirical view of some of the worst sales advice that we've seen. Um, and then, of course, obviously just outrageous sales advice. And one of them was like, let your, pro your client decide the price. And in the video, Brian's like, well, uh, I've got $4 in my wallet and a $25 Taco Bell gift card. How does that sound? And I'm like, great. And it's funny because obviously that's not the way that you're pricing your services. But in so many ways, it feels that way, especially when we have the inside scoop on over a thousand agencies at this point and seeing like, them changing their prices all the time. And of course, talking about simple math, like we just spoke about this uh, in our uh, coaching program yesterday in Scale 7 Mastermind, about just simple math of, if you increase your price by $100 and you have 
10 clients, okay? And if you do that and they retain for a year, it's $12,000 in additional revenue. And if you consider that, obviously you have to retain them the whole time and of course the nature, but there, there's so much compounding value to pricing appropriately uh, rather than pulling it out of your ass. And that's why we want to do this episode because it's that important. The next question is once you understand how to appropriately price, what are the different ways to package or price your services? There's lots of different ways. The angle that I'm gonna go with and the recommendation I'm gonna make is based on my personal experience, the experience that I've had shared with over a thousand agency owners, and what I believe gives you the best opportunity to close on the very first call. Now, the reason that I advise closing on the very first call is completely handled in a prior episode of the Get More Clients Show. So check out on our YouTube channel, our sales training episode where we break down the one call close framework and how to close your deals more efficiently. Now, there's really, I think, five major methods. That doesn't mean that there's not more or other things I'm not gonna discuss, but I'll break them down, each of them first, what they are, and then I'll break down each individually for you. So we've got the pay for performance model, retainer model, retainer plus ad spend, we have retainer plus commission, and then we have retainer plus ad spend percentage. And then of course, there's also the hourly model, which you shouldn't do by any means, but that would be six if we include the hourly model. Let's break down each one and then I'll give you my specific recommendation, okay? The pay for performance model. Now, the pay for performance model in general can be an entire episode of the Get More Clients show in and of itself. Now, I wanna be upfront about this and transparent that for a long time, I held a pretty strong opinion of don't do pay for performance. The biggest reason why is because I think initially I had been burned on a pay for performance model working with an attorney where we promised to get them, I think it was X amount of cases, I'm pretty sure it was five. Uh, we brought them five and they were agreed to pay X amount per. I believe the amount was 1,500 per case. So you can see if I was charging my service at $2,500, but then they were gonna pay me $1,500 per case for five of them, I'd much rather do that, no problem. But then of course, at the end of the month, they argued with me about which case came from where and I didn't have good enough attribution and, and all that to say that I ended up just having a hard stop rule and like I'm not doing pay for performance anymore. And I think because of that, I've coached for several years now, don't do pay for performance. Now, I think having any sort of hard and fast rule like that um, is probably not the best way to run a business. There's very few things in your business that are like black and white. I think Brian and I are pretty confident to say that we'll never change our opinion on working hourly. You shouldn't do that, right? To say that we wouldn't change our opinion on pay for performance would make us stupid, right? When you're presented with new information, that provides you with better insight, you should change your, your insight and, and advice on this. So I've seen some things in the space um, from other mentors in the space, other coaches in the space that I respect, clients ourselves testing it out, that has shown me some angles and value to pay for performance. Now again, I'll give you the very brief rundown of this because we can do an entire episode on it, but here's essentially the, the outline, okay? What you do is you have them pay for ad spend and there is some scenarios that pay for performance includes that you pay for their ad spend. Um, I don't like that under any circumstance. That's just my personal opinion, I wouldn't do it. So they pay for ad spend, but they do not pay any management fee, they pay you for performance. So there's a couple different models. There's a PPL model, which is a pay per lead model. So every lead that comes in, they pay you directly or you charge them directly, okay? Then there is a pay for result model, which is like a monthly or bi-weekly result. So every other week, twice a month or monthly, they agree to once you hit 20 leads, you're gonna get us this result, or five butts and seats, we're gonna get this result, or X sales for e-commerce, we're gonna give you this amount back. Now, this model is usually a commission 
off of the sale or a flat fee based on their percentages elsewhere. Now, the way to do this effectively is to ensure that before the relationship starts, you have a very strong service level agreement, which we've talked about in other episodes as well, and ensuring in that service level agreement that you understand the exact attribution so there's no argument. Now, Brian and I are not big on security feeder legal documentation for most agency services, unless you're working with like a, hundred location, like, you know, very convoluted contract model. Like usually it's not that challenging. It's like, I work with a chiropractor and they pay me $2,500 a month and pretty simple. But in the pay for performance model, we strongly advise that you do have legal representation for this. Does that mean that you have to get a business attorney and pay them for it? Yes, but usually you only need it one time. Easy to use something like Rocket Lawyer or LegalZoom to draft up that information um, and then make sure that you're signed on both ends so that attribution is very clear and make sure after the very first lead or provided result is made when they're meant to pay, everything is paused until that payment is made. Do not continue working until that initial payment's made because that's how you set the precedent of working for an entire month and not getting paid and being burned like we were. So. That's my thoughts on pay for performance. Again, there's an entire episode that we can dedicate to this that we probably will, um, but that's just a quick model. I would advise, unless you are an absolute expert um, in your industry right now, to bypass the pay for performance model to get started. But if you have a lot of experience and think you can make more money doing the pay for performance model, please, there's no reason not to try it. I would give yourself the chance uh, to try to create more revenue and lifetime value per client. Remember, there's only a couple ways to grow your business and one of the easier ways to grow your business is going to be to increase your prices or to increase the lifetime value of your current clients. Pay for performance does that, okay? Um, one other note is just legality wise and Brian and I are definitely not attorneys and we do not provide legal advice but we do have some experience in this industry and wanna make sure it's clear some, some niches, it's illegal to share certain commissions, like real estate, for example. So just make sure you're not doing anything illegal, of course, um, and that would be not consulting with Brian or I about it, but an actually an attorney on it. That would be the key. You don't wanna do anything illegal, and of course, Brian and I never want to advise you to do anything uh, illegal. That's certainly not our intention in the Get More Client Show. Let's talk about the other major uh, obvious ones. That's retainer, uh, retainer plus ad spend, retainer plus commission, retainer plus ad, ad spend percentage. Retainer uh, by itself is where you separate the pricing, meaning you're gonna do a retainer, then you're gonna do a ad spend, and then you're gonna do a setup fee. I hate that model. It's selling too many things at once. You're giving them all these prices. It's like, hey, I'm gonna give, guarantee you 30 appointments. We're gonna do all these things for you. It's gonna be $1,000 to set up, $2,000 a month, and $500 a month for ads. And it's like, holy crap, you just shared a shitload of things to me. I don't remember anything you just said. I don't know how to follow it. So it's pretty easy to just combine all of them, which is retainer plus ad spend, making it all inclusive. It's the easiest way to do it. This is how we recommend it in this format. Okay, so here's what you're going to get with our GLOW method. 30 guaranteed patients for your med spa. We're going to do X, Y, and Z for you. The investment, or rather, uh, there's no risk. It's all guarantees. We are going to be able to achieve this return on the investment. The investment is going to be $29.97 all-inclusive, no hidden fees, no setup fees, no bullshit, nothing that you'll be like, wait, you didn't tell me about it. It's $29.97. It's a no-brainer. It's exactly what you're looking for. Easiest thing to do, by far the best model. Now, the retainer plus commission model is similar to pay for performance, but I wanted to separate it because there is one pretty specific dis distinction. 
the pay for performance model indicates that there is no retainer. Now, that doesn't mean that you can't have a pay for performance model and still have a retainer. That would be semantics. I'm just separating them in my semantical view because there's no, of course, conventional definition of this is what pay for performance is and this is retainer plus commission. I'm sharing with you on the show so you can have difference of understanding. Pay for performance semantically, our definition is no retainer. Retainer plus commission is also a version of getting paid for your performance, but it's just an entirely different thing that we're talking about. Now, the way that that would work in terms of retainer plus commission is pretty simple to understand. The model that we'd advise is you lower your retainer and you get a commission on the back end. Everything that I said for pay for performance would be the same for retainer plus commission. The only difference is you still get paid no matter what for your job, for your time. They pay for the ad spend and you have a smaller pay for performance bonus, meaning your commission is smaller than what it would be if you didn't have any retainer. A lot of people do this as a transition. So they'll do retainer plus ad spend as their offer, $29.97 all inclusive. Then they'll test out after working with someone for three months, retainer plus commission. They'll decrease their retainer costs by 500 or 750, anywhere from 30% to 50%, and then ask for 10% commission or so on the back end, right? That's a transition until then maybe six months later, you do no retainer and it's only commission, it's 25% commission. That's a framing of how you can do different pricings. There's no right or wrong, it's more so what's the best value to you and what's the best value to the client. That's absolutely key here and really makes a big difference. The last piece of course is retainer plus ad spend. Now, in agencies, uh, there's too many agencies that make this mistake where it's like, hey, we have a retainer for $2,000 a month and you're gonna spend 1,000 on ad spend. But then six months later, you're doing so great for the client and they're gonna spend $10,000 on ad budget, which requires significantly more of your time. And that's a problem. What's up, Brian? I gotta stop you because you said plus ad spend, not plus ad spend percentage. Ad spend percentage is what I was saying. So ad spend percentage, meaning if you are doing the same amount of retainer for $1,000 in ad budget versus $10,000 in ad budget, that's not fair to you because the time requirement is significantly more when you're spending $10,000, right? So what you wanna have is a, a certain percentage after an agreed upon rate. So usually if you do $2,000 retainer for $1,000 or up to $2,000 of ad spend, great. Anything past, let's say, 2,500 worth of ad spend, it will also be 5% of ad spend that will be paid for managing, something like that. There's no right or wrong here, but those are usually the angles of how you can potentially price your services. The one that I'd recommend to start with is retainer plus ad spend, all inclusive, no set of fee bullshit, no fake scarcity, simple, make it easy, make it simple to price it out. That's the easiest way I would do it. Any other thoughts there, Brian, before I ask you the next question? Yeah, I think in some situations where you're really struggling to get someone to commit longer term, besides from having them verbalize um, or sign a contract, et cetera, not a requirement, but you can, we've seen this work really well, have a loyalty rate. So if they agree to commit for um, say six months or 12 months, there's a certain price they pay, say $2,000. But if they just wanna go month to month, that price is more like $2,500 because you're telling them essentially, look, we know the results happen and you need to commit to it long-term because they show up later versus if you only want a little sprint, it's gonna cost you more because we know the results will show up later and you're being impatient and not giving it the time it deserves. Uh, I probably phrased that poorly, how you would say it to an actual prospect on a no, phone No, I think call, it was good. But that's that's the gist of it. So just a, just consideration to uh, increase those retention rates. And again, it could, I, I don't want to necessarily, it kind of can be a marketing gimmick. So make sure the pricing is still within a reasonable um, fairness and value to your end client. 
totally agree. I think these are the most important angles for how to price appropriately, really just focusing on how do you arrive at a fair price for you and your clients and what are the different ways to price your services. We wanted to keep this one simple and effective for you so you can take action on it right away. There's so many other things that can be discussed with pricing like multi-location and when should you give a discount and blah, 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 and all of these things. But if you can just hear this episode today, take action on the two things Brian and I are talking about, which is coming up with an effective price rate and then how you will price it for your clients, it's going to make you more successful moving forward. And I think that allows us to have a short episode for you that you can really take action on. Brian, is there anything else you want to add here before we wrap up today's show? Uh, no, I think this was great. Let's keep it straight and to the point. Increase your prices. If you're looking at like, wow, I'm making my clients a lot of money, you should probably charge more for your services. So increase those prices and we will see you in the next one. Absolutely. And again, like Brian's saying, if you're doing great for your clients, it might be worthwhile to consider adding a commission-based model on the end. Not that you have to, but there might be value to it. And opening up that discussion can open up your revenue growth. Remember, you can grow your revenue, not just through new clients, but retaining clients and increasing your pricing for current clients. Really important message. Thank you so much as always for joining us on the Get More Client Show. We will see you on the next one. See ya.